feel like I've neglected this recording for a bit. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus, this cars. Again, this morning I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about this, I'm going to talk about this, I'm going to talk about this. And now that I'm recording myself, my mind goes blank. Watched a video this morning on Twitter that was retweeted by somebody I follow. It was uh, Anthony Bourdain talking about his big break. And he was saying he was having for 44 years or most of his life he's had problems paying rent he's had maxed out credit cards and yada yada and he said he got this one story published by the New York Times or something like that and they paid him like $2,000 for it and he said that he felt like that was kind of his last chance at really making something of himself and so he wrote a book with that $2,000 and ended up becoming like a bestseller which then turned his whole life around at 44 and he also said that one thing that he kind of I don't know how he put it but he kind of learned that He has to do things sort of. He learned to say no to stuff, I guess, at some point. And that doesn't make sense with what I just said, but in the like two minute clip, it kind of made sense how the reporter kind of took him there, the person that was asking questions. Because he said that that Food Network came to him and after his book and they're like, hey, we want you to do this show. And they offered him like a lot of money and he turned it down because it wasn't what he wanted to do. He kind, I guess he kind of just realized I need to do things my way for myself. Right, so he kind of said that sort of shit and then the reporter was like well that's kind of counterintuitive for to what you had just said or something and then he explained a little bit more he's like well if he's like you get to a certain point if you get offered to become the spokesperson and do commercials for a diarrhea medicine. Well, you just become the guy with the shits. And I guess that that was his point. And 
if you're 44 and you need money, it's really easy to become something that you never intended to become. I guess that brings me to the Patrice O'Neill documentary that I watched over the weekend. It's really good, but it really puts some insight instead of like, because Patrice was sort of somebody I idolized for his no bullshit sort of take on everything. And the fact that he said no to Spike Lee and to Scorsese and everything for movies. They begged him to do it. And he said no. After watching the documentary, it made me think more. It's like, hey, that's not really like... He was basically his worst enemy and did not afford himself the opportunities that he could have had because... He was so stubborn and wanted to do only what he wanted to do. And I feel like that's my problem. I don't like being told what to do. If I see something wrong and I have an opportunity to say something and I feel like okay I should say something then I'll say something when other people may not say something I feel like being disagreeable is an asset and I But not. But may, it, it, it's it's a. It's a defense mechanism to. <clears throat> it's a defense. To being fake. Because I never. Well, I like to fake things. But I don't want to be fake. So I don't know. But yet I keep trying to make myself believe that I don't like the attention. That I do things and I don't need the attention. Well, it's... I mean, the purpose of doing things. That, I mean, I mean, if I do something for attention, then maybe my art would be a little bit more accept, uh, easily digestible, I guess. A lot more accessible. And I would do things by the numbers and what's popular. But I don't want to do that 
because that doesn't interest me. I guess maybe that's my own hypocrisy is that I want attention, but I don't want to do the things that are going to get me attention. I want the attention... I want intention on my terms. I want attention for my creative honesty. And not for, not attention for compromising. So I guess at the end of it all, it's like I value value being honest over attention and that's fine even though it doesn't make sense and it's not a black and what's either one thing or the other thing well no it's not how it works it's not how it works bud Oh, gonna turn at a light, gonna turn at a light. I don't like cliches. What is something I just wrote today? Better late than never? I feel gross writing that. But there's no way around it because it's just a really perfect way to articulate... doing something finally rather than just never ever doing it or getting it done why does my audio cable have three rings around it on the spigot one end has two oh it's the on off switch Slash microphone. I get it. I don't usually write to people on social media that I don't know. Especially artists I admire. I don't talk to them. But I know when strangers talk to me and they say, Hey, I, I really enjoy your stuff. You know, that makes me feel good. But why do I have this uh, apprehension to return that and to say those things to other artists that I admire? I think maybe it's because I feel like I might come off as stupid or a... I might come off as nonsense. Like even leaving comments on everything, I think it just falls on deaf ears. It's just 
like what's the point of leaving a comment on on a picture and says whoa that's nice i mean that sure okay no never mind i get it oh um comment sections in twitter and things how about that so someone posts like meat being cut and then someone writes something about oh yeah i like that but i prefer uh lamb as opposed to that beef you're cutting there or they'll say hey your your knife is uh not good enough that you're cutting that meat there with i I don't know i I don't know the urge to want to have a voice to something that ultimately is not going to be heard to the person you're directing it to. Like, okay, let's take Donald Trump, for instance. Every sort of tweet that he has is like thousands upon thousands of comments. And within those comments are discussions. Well, not really discussions, more just sort of hate, sort of, hey, you're stupid head. And the other guy says, hey, you know, you're a stupid head. (coughs) (coughs) But Trump doesn't really read that. Or someone says, hey, I, I think you're wrong about that there. Like, all you're really doing is getting out some sort of thing and saying, and, and you feel like, oh, if I say this to him, maybe it'll get through. And I mean, I, I, there's people, friends of mine that I even follow on Twitter, and they engage in this sort of thing. <clears throat> I don't know. I guess maybe because of being around, like, some um, mid-tier uh famous people and then seeing how fans react to them at times it becomes very trying and sometimes you just kind of roll your eyes at some of these things but I mean that's exactly the same thing that's happening on the in on social media people just saying random things that aren't Necessary. Anyway, this is what I'm having a dilemma with at the moment because I commented, or actually I direct messaged, private messaged uh, on Instagram an artist that, an artist musician that I enjoy. Um, This is what I wrote. Let me bring this up. Uh, Um... So this artist wrote some stuff about her urge to quit social media um, but not wanting to lose connections with people but seeing that social media is very corrupt and yada yada. And I don't really respond to people. It's like, wait, I have a comment. So anyways, I wrote this. I never really write stuff usually, so uh, here it goes. Uh, I too share your frustration. What I found to work for me is a few things. If 
my feel my social media habits start to affect my mental well-being i cut it all off for the for a month it takes a few days for me to adjust to not allow myself to constantly by looking at my phone but like anything you forget about after time also i tried to be careful with what i consume on social media i tried to weed out anything that could be toxic or encourage anger i used to i used to think that curating a balanced profile of things i followed would save me from being trapped in an echo chamber but all that did was eventually grow into me disagreeing or hating everything i saw on social media the negative stuff took over one experiment i heard works is if you look at cats online for a while then that would hack your social media profile only to suggest or promote cat stuff I haven't fully dove deep into that one yet, but we'll be trying it out as a purge in the next couple of weeks. I mean, that's a nice message. But why do I feel so gross by sending it? Well, for one, that first whole paragraph is just, or that first bit of it is just wrought with like terrible grammar and words that aren't supposed to be where other words are. I don't remember what I just said in that last recording that I did. I'll remember when I hear it again. But a lot, I think, has come to light. No, I have discovered things by thinking about things. And I've come to some conclusions. Well, not conclusions, just found some insight gain some insight into the things that I am looking at or feeling. Basically, I get jealous over stuff that I see that I'm not doing. So if somebody else is doing something that I'm not doing, sometimes I tend to get jealous or I think, why am I not doing that? Why am I not good enough to do those things? And so then it becomes I'm doing something wrong and the current trajectory of my um, my current trajectory is incorrect. But then I tend when I think these things it's because I'm forgetting that my outlook on everything is different and not necessarily somebody else's and that my perspective on thing is I guess let me put it this way so I can explain it to myself a bit better If I am a musician and somebody asked me to 
and I have I am a uh, hmm how to find a proper analogy for things I wonder if that Siggy Ross is too loud I'm going to have to turn that thing If I am a guy looking for a song for my commercial, my commercial is about my web store that sells t-shirts, um, pillows, socks, don't get the socks. The socks don't come out very good. Coffee mugs. Things of that nature. You can go shop there at www.smalltalkandfuckrightoff, all one word, dot com. All one word is not in the email address, in the website. That just means that all of those words, small talk and fuck right off, are butted together as if that was one word. That reminds me, I gotta get on the making the small talk and fuck right off shirts so I could be a walking billboard. That's another thing. I need to advertise myself more and better and not be so ashamed to do so. And to whore myself out, so to speak, and not... And not see it as like me being egotistical, fronting an ego type of thing. And not to worry of people think that I'm... Not to worry what other people think. Which I don't when people observe my art. I don't, or things I create, I don't care what they think I just want them to think and I think I need to promote myself in that same sort of manner anyway so it's like if I am making a commercial for my website small talk and fuck right off it's actually mine and my girlfriend's website emizemai www.smalltalkandfuckrightoff.com if I'm making a commercial for it and I need music for it and my buddy, let's say Coulter Wall, who makes awesome country music because he's got a really nice voice. Actually, I think that might be the only Well, no, his songs are really good too. He says nice words. And I said, hey, can you make me, say Coulter Wall, can you make me a song? for my commercial I'm going to pay you a bunch of money but I want it to kind of sound like doom metal I mean he's not the proper guy to do it you're not going to hire I'm not going to hire him to make me a doom metal song if I wanted to make a commercial that's like a truck commercial yeah I'll hire Coulter Wall And I think that's what I forget, is that my style and the things that I enjoy doing are not necessarily 
commercial based. It's more in terms of my work. I prefer handheld, realistic looking things like even though I may f- say, for instance, I may concoct a scene in, 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 a, in a video or film that I'm working on with two characters, let's say, and I say, hey, you guys are having coffee and you're going to talk about, um, I don't know, Tesla. And th- I... So I set up the scene... And it's they're just gonna riff or whatever they're gonna say words about Tesla, but the camera is going to look not placed like it's gonna be framed correctly, but it's gonna look like the office type of thing where it's like as realistic as you can I'm gonna the camera's gonna help try to make that scene look as authentic as possible by having a little bit of shake having a little bit of handheld having natural lighting nice lighting but natural lighting not, so you don't really notice it so maybe like a Steven Soderbergh type of thing I really like what he does um of course Laws Frontier and uh uh, what the hell is his name? The Hunt guy. The I like the the Dogma ninety seven or not Dogma ninety five film theory. I think I I really like that. So why do I get so jealous when I see people doing car commercials? slick car commercials I want to make abstract ambient music I don't want to make a Taylor Swift song and I think that's something I forget yeah yeah 